dreamed of a tragedy soon to befall, who dreamed that the Savior would perish through hate. Palm Sunday, the multitude gathered in joy, strewed palm fronds before him at Jerusalem's gate. How few in that music could detect the sad note of approaching disaster, human destiny tragedy soon to befall, who dreamed that the Savior would perish through hate. Palm Sunday the multitude did gather in joy, strewing palm fronds before him at Jerusalem's gate. How few in that music could detect the sad note of approaching disaster, human destiny wrote. Sing out, Hosanna, to the Son of David. Blessed he that cometh in the name of God. Sing out, Hosanna, Son of David, blessed he that cometh in the name of God. Sing out Hosanna in the highest. Sing Hosanna to the Lord. Sing out Hosanna in the highest. Sing Hosanna to the Lord. Sing out Hosanna to the Good morning, everybody. I am Naya Swami Maria, and this is Naya Swami Ananta. And it's our joy to share 
Sunday service with you all today. A special welcome to those of you who are here as guests to the Expanding Light, or perhaps to our meditation retreat. Uh, we're very glad to share this with you. I'd like to read from Rays of the One Light, and these are weekly commentaries based on the Bible and the Bhagavad Gita. <clears throat> This is the reading for Palm Sunday. It's week number 14, and it's entitled, Who is this Son of Man? Truth is one and eternal. Realize oneness with it in your deathless self within. The following commentary is based on the teachings of Paramahansa Yogananda. On Palm Sunday, the throng joyfully acclaimed Jesus Christ, as he entered Jerusalem, casting palm fronds before him and, say, and singing, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. The Lord bless the King of Israel. Jesus Christ had told the people, the Son of Man must be lifted up. His reference, so we are told, was to the mode of his impending crucifixion. Some persons on that occasion had asked, Who is this Son of Man? Was Jesus a human being merely? Those who, on Palm Sunday, called him King, little realized the actual nature of his kingdom. He was far more than what they imagined. Yes, of course, he ate, drank, walked, slept, and talked like others. His consciousness, however, was centered in infinity. Yes, again, he laughed like others, but his laughter expressed divine joy, not mere merriment. Again, he wept like them, but never with human grief. The tears he shed were for the sufferings of unenlightened human beings. Never were they shed in self-pity. Jesus Christ was wakeful in God. Most people, by contrast, are asleep spiritually. How strange to reflect that less than a week from that entry into Jerusalem, so joyfully acclaimed, he would be arrested, condemned, and crucified. Such is the bitter sweetness of human existence. Miles of welcome one day, insult, even persecution the next. How few realize that Christ's suffering would not be for himself, but for people's ignorance, for those who had not yet understood the deeper reality that dwelt also in them. Everyone is born, trailing clouds of glory, as the poet Wordsworth put it, 
Even the meanest beggar has lived a story or will eventually have lived it more magnificent than the greatest epic ever written. In the Bhagavad Gita, this dichotomy between the Son of Man and the inner Son of God is beautifully described. Sri Krishna, representing God in human form, reveals his true nature in infinity. In the 11th chapter of that great scripture, his chief disciple Arjuna exclaims, O infinite light, thy radiance spreading o'er the universe shines into the very darkest abyss. Thy voice overwhelms the roar of cosmic cataclysms. Lo, the myriad stars are thy diadem. Thy scepter radiates power everywhere. O immortal Brahman, Lord of all, again and again, at thy feet of infinity, I lie in prostration before thee. Thus, through Holy Scripture, God has spoken to mankind. also like to welcome all our visitors at the Expanding Light and the people online who are watching. And I'd like to read from Whispers from Eternity, Paramahansa Yogananda's prayer, wake me that I may know that the terror of mundane delusions are only dreams. Wrapped in the blanket of hope, I slept long. I dreamed I was sitting on a throne, my face wreathed in smiles, my smiles withered, and the petals of my merriment dropped away one by one. Suddenly, I beheld myself in rags, seated on the hard stones of poverty. I wept, and my teardrops fell on the unheeding, unrelenting stones of my present circumstances. The world passed me by in mocking silence, I cried out for thy help, and thou didst wake me at last through the force of my desperation. I laughed to find myself at last neither rich nor poor, but safe forever in thy arms. Oh, waken all anxious souls from their dreams of smiling opulence and crying poverty. O oh, maker of dream worlds, deliver me forever from the nightmares of disease and death. Wake me to immortality. Wake me to unshaken calmness, that I may know the fierce terrors of mundane delusion to be only dreams. I would like to share with you some 
perspectives that Paramahansa Yogananda had on Palm Sunday and on the life of Christ and the dramatic last week of his life before Easter, which we're going to uh, go through this week with the oratorio and with meditations and with celebrations. When one of the premises that Paramahansa Yogananda gave to us and that Swami Kriyananda repeated to us often, uh, repeatedly, was that Christ did not come to show how great he was. He came to show us how great we could be. And that was the premise that Paramahansa Yogananda brought to Christ's life. Christ was an avatar. He came free. He had a world mission. Obviously, it's impacted the entire world. Three years of public ministry. And yet, because of the grace of God through that great avatar, that true son of God, we have become a better society. And don't be disappointed that we haven't quite achieved. It's interesting to note that uh, Maya, the force of delusion, is still fighting a wonderful battle against the force of goodness. You need only note that Palm Sunday occurred in Jerusalem. And we are not done fighting about Jerusalem yet. It's a mere 2,000 years later. We're still fighting about that and who should be here and who should be there and where the embassy should be and this and that. Because Maya is a very strong constant in the world. But the most strong constant in the world is the presence of God and the grace of God. And that is the Son of God. That is the consciousness of Christ. When we look at Palm Sunday, when we look at the week of Easter, when we look at the highs and the lows, we have to remember that Christ was in the consciousness of God the whole time. And the reason that he acted out this most dramatic weeks of his life was so that we could see how we're supposed to act in the battle of Maya, which we are all involved in. But the difference is that we, as the reading points out, we are holding on to that ego, to that sense of self, that we're separate from the divine. And Christ and all the masters throughout time, the Buddha, Krishna, Christ, Yogananda, Babaji, they don't have that sense of the ego. They don't have that sense of the little self. And so the entire movie looks entirely different to them. Christ is, when I was a little boy, I was a Catholic boy, and so Palm Sunday was really cool because finally they got Jesus. I mean, he's coming in and everyone's like, yay, Jesus, Hosanna, and they're all cheering and you get palms. You get to take them home and you put them on your picture of Jesus, and it's like great. I mean, it's almost as good as Easter, but it's great. And I couldn't understand as a little kid, why wasn't Jesus really happy? I mean, he was kind of happy, but I, you know, he, he was portrayed in the Catholic teachings as he's reserved. And in the song, Swami points out that 
he could detect the sad note. But as a little kid, you don't understand the sad note. You don't understand evil. You don't understand darkness. You're a little kid. And they finally get that Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead and he blessed the bread and the wine and the fish and all this stuff happened and the blind guy got to see and like, yay, Jesus. Doesn't everyone get it? And as a little kid, you're like, wow, what's, you know, what's, how come he isn't like really happy? Because when you're a little kid, you don't understand the ego because it's the only no thing you know. You're just this little kid and you're a good little kid and you love Jesus, right? Good. So we see on Palm Sunday that Christ is looking at the scene from cosmic consciousness. He's looking at it from samadhi. And he's watching this happen. And the veils of light and shade, the variations in human consciousness, he sees through them. And he sees these people. And for Palm Sunday, they're yay Jesus. This is a good thing. Hosanna. They're singing this song that the choir sang. And they're just, it's wonderful. And yes, Christ detects the sad note. He sees that on Friday, some of the people that are there singing Hosanna are going to say, give us Barabbas. And they're going to go thumbs down on Jesus. But that doesn't affect him because he's the Christ consciousness. Omnipresent, I am Om. All pervading, I am Om. All blessed, I am Om. I am nothing, I am free. He's in that state all the time. All the masters are there all the time. But the challenge is, how do we get there all the time? And that is what the life of Christ is about. That's what Palm Sunday is about. We have to find that place in our hearts and in our consciousness where what happens to the ego is just a movie that we're watching. And when that one's done, you pop it out of the machine and put in a different one. It's just the same old stuff. Maya is always there. Light and shade. Let's fight about Jerusalem. The other place that they fought about was Syria. St. Paul was on his way to Damascus when Jesus knocked him off his horse and said, why do you persecute me? And Damascus, as you may have noticed, is enduring a civil war that's eight years old and has killed 600,000 people in the last few years. It's the same story. Maya's just there. Agonizing monotony, Yogananda said. <laughs> and it is. It's agonizing monotony. But the Christ consciousness is the ever new joy. And that's how Christ watched it. But that's how he wants us to watch it. We've got to watch our lives from that point of Jesus on the donkey in Palm Sunday. Om. Today they're, they're blessing. Yay. They're praising God. I would strongly recommend to each and every one of you that you increase your Hosanna-ing this week. I, I think you've got to turn it up. Because Maya is still a conscious force trying to pull you into delusion. It's consciously trying to get you to identify with your body, to identify with your portfolio, to identify with your political beliefs, to identify with your stunning good looks, whatever it is. Uh, I don't have to worry about that one, but, <laughs> but other people do. So it's, it's there. It's trying to get you to come down from the Christ consciousness. 
We have to go to the Christ consciousness. If we want to be like Christ, if we want to be God conscious, if we want to attain self-realization, we've got to fill our time, and we can just start this week with more hosannaing, more God consciousness, more loving, more appreciation, more forgiveness, more understanding of how beautiful the light of God is. The world around us, the stream of consciousness, the social media, the news, the politics, all that stuff is all about friction, us and them, not about Om Christ, Amen. You've got to turn it up. Because if you don't turn it up, we'll go another 2,000 years, we'll be back in Jerusalem, and we'll have the same discussion. And it's not worth it. The way out is the way taught by every one of the masters. Destroy that sense of ego that keeps you separate from the divine. The Buddha taught it. Krishna taught it, Christ taught it, Yogananda taught it, Babaji taught it, and every master in the future will keep coming back and saying, Tatwamasi, thou art that. You are that calm, omnipresent center. What happens in the outside world, they're cheering for you on Sunday, and they want to crucify you on Friday. Hopefully, for none of you, we'll get to Friday and get crucified. Uh, but it's the same story, isn't it? You got fired from the job wrongfully. Yeah, you did. That's the nature of the world. Does it affect you, the soul? No, it doesn't. You are the self. To establish that consciousness, you've got to meditate. You've got to take some time before the day starts and go into that light. Chant one of these chants. I own nothing, I am free, and myself I am free. I own no one, I am free. I am formless, ever free. Uh, arrive in your own mind at an aspect of yourself that's formless, that's light. Now, this was a great reading from the Gita. Can you say, can you go and say, I am infinite light. My radiance spreading over the universe shines into the very darkest abyss. My voice overwhelms the roar of cosmic cataclysms. Lo, the myriad stars are my diadem. My scepter radiates power everywhere. O immortal Brahman, Lord of all, again and again at thy feet of infinity, I lie in prostration before thee. That's your goal. It's a tough homework assignment, you know, but do it. Practice it. Meditate. All Yogananda's meditation techniques, all meditation is to concentrate on some aspect of the divine. But the realization that we need is that we are the divine. We are the sons and daughters of God. That was Christ's realization, and that is Christ's challenge. How did he go through this week? You know what Paramahansa Yogananda said? He said that the greatest miracle that Christ performed was Friday on the cross when he said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. He has been through a week of everyone turning on him. He gets a trial. Trials. Don't get me started on trials. I've got two brothers in, in prison waiting because the trial didn't go well. Jesus has his trial. It's a completely phony trial. He says, I'm the son of God, and they, they say that's blasphemy. And then they say, you're challenging Caesar. He said, my kingdom isn't of this world. 
What are you talking about? They find him guilty, and they sentence him to death. And he goes through that, and everybody leaves him, except for Mary Magdalene and Mary, his mother, and John. Everybody else leaves. And what does he say while he's being, experiencing the death penalty? Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. Oh, this is all just all wrong, Father. Uh, can we do over? Uh, you know, they don't mean it. They really don't. He's, he's you know, trying to defend the brothers and sisters caught in ignorance. Why? Because he knows ignorance. The masters understand Maya. They understand why we do the stupid things we do. Because of Maya, we get caught. And what does he say? Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. What should we be saying if we want to be Christ-like? Father, forgive them, they know not what they do. I got fired wrongfully, Father, but he just he didn't know what he was doing. He cut me off on the freeway. Father, forgive them, they know not what they do. This is a really valuable prayer. This is really good. You take this prayer and use it. Because we get into this thing, well, how dare he say that to me? How could she think that? This, Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. Let it go. Because it's in the Maya. It's in the duality. It's always going to be wrong. In Jerusalem in 2,000 years, I'll probably be fighting over the embassy or something else. Who knows? Who cares? The reality of the Christ is, Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. And what does he do in that prayer? I'm with you. My brothers and sisters, you're Christ, Father. The only reason that they're acting badly is they've forgotten you. What is, what is yoga? Smitri. Remembrance. I will send the comforter, bringing all things to your memory. That's what Christ said to the apostles. And so what does he do? He, he predicts that in three days I'll rise from the dead. And on Sunday, he rises from the dead. And what attitude does he have? Gosh, I, I need a retrial. I want to appeal this motion. You know, I, let's do over. This is ridiculous. You know what? No. He's standing there. Mary comes and he says, hey, why do you seek the living among the dead? He gives her a riddle. And then he disappears. And she's like, whoa. Whoa. And it, it's just the teachings of the guru. This is the real deal. We can feel it. The thing is, on Palm Sunday, they could feel it. There was a part of each one of them that knew this is Christ. This is special. Hosanna. They knew it. And a part of them was there. And a part of them pulled back. Why? Bad satsang, watching too much news, watching television, just getting caught up in the duality. You've got to hang in there with that realization in your morning meditation and drag it out. You've got to chant. You've got to sing to God. When you see the sky, think about the infinity of the God. They put the sky there. Blue or snow or rain or hail or sunshine. Look at the trees. Look at all nature in the forest. Thou art green in the mountain. Thou art high in the river. Thou art restless. In the ocean thou art grave. To the sorrowful thou art sympathy. Think about God. Make it more and more. Let your meditation go from start to the end of the day. And feel that. And Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. And you'll get to Sunday. And there's a stone. A stone of our own ignorance. We built it out of our karma. And roll that stone away. Walk out. You're free. In myself I am free. I own nothing, I am free. Jesus walked out of there 
And that's the end of the week. It's Palm Sunday to Easter Sunday. And then he spent 40 days reassuring his brothers and sisters that it was true, that death loses, Maya loses, and light wins. Christ wins. Christ wins every time. The love wins. But we have to focus on it. We have to make it a day-to-day part. And you can't let the day-to-day narrative of Maya play with you because it's duality and it will pull you down. If you don't think of Christ, if you don't think of the Guru, if you don't think of the Buddha nature, then you fall into that cynicism and skepticism and is slowly your joy level goes down, down, down. Sing the Hosanna song. Sing the Easter song. Sing the chant. Talk to God. Realize that everything that you're seeing is beauty. It's love. And it's from God. He's the only one. But we forget. So he rolled away the stone and he walked out of there. And he said, I'm free. And then what did he say? He said, I'll send the comforter to bring all things to your memory. What's the comforter? Om. I am Om. I am Om. Chant Om. Think Om. Roar Om. That was Shivananda. Think Om. Roar Om. Think, put God first in your life because it's the only part of your life that's real. This Maya movie, it's going to go on and on and on. And you don't want to watch it again. It's agonizing monotony. It is so sad. Master said, don't watch that movie. Watch this movie. Watch this light. Sing to God. Feel God. Think about God. In whatever you do, because we all have duties. We all have jobs, or two or three. And bring God into that. If you teach kids, if you work in a clinic, if you are an auto repair person, if you are a garbage man, if you are... A garbage girl, I don't, doesn't matter what you are. Realize you're serving God. They were fishermen and tax collectors. It doesn't matter what you do. Do it with the thought of God. Do it with the thought of order and beauty and light and kindness. And if you serve food to people, bless it and serve it to them and try to make it as tasty as possible. And all that, of course. But realize that that Christ that's watching Palm Sunday and Holy Thursday when he gives Diksha, when he gives the sacrament to his brothers and sisters, and then the crucifixion and the suffering and the torture and all that, and then the resurrection. But watch from the point of Christ's consciousness. It's all just a dream. Vanish the veils of light and shade. Move into that reality, that tranquil, ever new peace. That's Christ on Palm Sunday. That's Christ always, and that's you. You have the ability to go through every week with that calmness and that consciousness. But you have to work at it. It takes practice. You have to meditate every day, and you have to meditate deeply. And if you're not a disciple of Yogananda, do Buddhist meditation. Do Christian meditation. Do Jewish meditation. It doesn't matter what you use to get to that consciousness. The fact is, get to that consciousness. Practice. It becomes easier. And you begin to see the world like the master see it. Yogananda saw everyone. 
as a child of God. Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. Oh, they're acting so badly. Oh, oh, oh. Maybe I can help. And so he very kindly offered help. Kriyananda was the same. Can I help? Maybe not. Okay. Now I'll just pray inwardly. Whatever. He gave us music. He gave us the community so that we can, more people could live with each other and recognize that. But if you don't live in a community and you live in the outside world, Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. That's just the way it is. Keep the prayer going. Keep looking for the light. Keep looking for the beauty. And you'll see it. You'll see it everywhere. You'll see it in these beautiful buildings that people build and these beautiful computer programs that they write and these beautiful dresses that they design and these beautiful plants that they grow and these projects and demonstrations for gun nonviolence. And it's everywhere. God is everywhere. But if you look for God and you feel God, you realize you're part of God. You're the sons and daughters of God, just like Christ, your brother and master and Buddha and Lao Tzu and all the others. God bless you. Have a wonderful Holy Week. Seeking